Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. Shalom, this is Yiska Smith coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. Welcome to the 13th episode in Preparing to Experience Inner Freedom and Liberation through the lens of Rav Cook's commentaries on the Haggadah Shel Pesach. So, we have discussed, we discussed yesterday the teaching from Rabban Gamliel. I'll re-reference it now because we're going to continue the discussion, the teaching on Marwa. Rabban Gamliel Haya Omea Robin Gamaliel used to say, whoever has not addressed three things on Passover has not fulfilled his, her obligation. And these are Pesach, meaning the Korban Pesach, Matzah, and Mawah. So yesterday I shared one aspect, one insight from Rav Cook, actually was from a student of his, and I want to continue in today's episode some other insights in understanding why, in fact, we eat the malwa, and we actually make a bracha over it when we eat it. It's one of the key components of the Seder. Malwa symbolizes, Rav Cook teaches, Marwa symbolizes the bitterness of life due to the yoke of exile. And I'm asking all of us, as you open your hearts, to consider the, the pain, the bitterness of personal exile, exile from self, that sense of alienation, of not feeling connected to one, one's own inner authentic being. This bitterness causes, actually, the refinement of the soul from the dross. With that, the soul returns to its purity, to its holy nature. So it is worthwhile to greatly esteem the bitterness brought on by servitude. So reminiscent to many of his teachings, Rav Cook sees the holiness, the sacredness, the purpose in remembering, not only rem- remembering, but actually experiencing bitterness in our lives. I would like to believe that he would not want bitterness in any of our lives. However, that's not up to Ralph Cook, nor is it up to us. It's part of the human experience. We all endure suffering. We all endure bitterness in, in our lives. I believe what Rav Cook is teaching here is that it's a means to an end. There's a purpose for it. It's not in of itself. I, I'm even thinking of Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning, who says suffering in of itself is meaningless. It's what we do with it. It's when we use it to ask the question, what is being asked of me at this moment? And within traditional spiritual Judaism, I would say, what is the divine asking of me? So if this bitterness that I'm enduring in my own spiritual exile can move me to a better place, to a healthier place, 
to a more expansive place, an authentic way of living space, well then Baruch Hashem, then I can look back and bless God for that. The bitter herbs symbolize the servitude of Egypt. There are aspects of our personality, Rav Cook teaches, that require refinement. We take the positive aspects of servitude and incorporate them into our everyday lives as service, as our practice, our holy practice, Avodat Hashem. The bitter herbs also symbolize the bitter things in life. We are willing to lovingly swallow the bitterness of life, knowing that we have before us an exalted ethical goal. He's really inviting us to be part of something much bigger than whatever it is we are experiencing in the moment. As important as it is to be in the moment, I, I want to suggest at least how I understand this teaching, these teachings from Rav Cook, is that while it's important to be present and be in the moment and honor the moment for whatever it is, see it as a step, a step along, God willing, a very long journey. As we say, may we all live to be 120. But all we have today is our step in this moment. And in being present, it helps us if the step happens to be one of suffering, one of embittered, embitteredness. I find it so encouraging to see that it has a purpose. It has a purpose to refine us. It has a purpose to perhaps ask different questions. What's being asked of me and be willing, as he says, to lovingly swallow the bitterness of this, knowing that it's one step along the way. There's a story that Rabbi Nachman shares. It's in his Sefer, Rabbi Nachman's Stories, number 23. And it's in the Breslov Haggadah, Breslov Research Institute, which was published in 1989, as follows. Once a Jew and a German Gentile were traveling together as beggars. The Jew told the Gentile to make believe that he was Jewish, his native language being very similar to Yiddish. And the Jews would have pity on him. Since Pesach was approaching, the Jewish beggar taught his comrade how to behave at the Seder. He told him about Kiddush, washing the hands, eating the matzah, and so on. The one thing he forgot to mention was the marah. Sure enough, when Pesach came, the German was invited to celebrate the Seder with the Jewish family. Being famished, he looked forward to enjoying all the fine foods which the Jew had told him about. However, the first thing he was given to eat was a small piece of parsley dipped in salt water. Then he was obligated to sit patiently as the Haggadah was recited and some songs were sung. He hungered for the meal, but could say nothing. Finally, the matzah was distributed. This made the German very happy, for the Jew had told him that after the matzah, a meal fit for a king would be served. Much to his surprise, the next thing the German was given was a piece of horseradish. 
the Marah. Thinking this to be the entire meal, he ran from the house, bitter himself and hungry. Jews, he muttered, after all that ceremony, that's all they serve to eat? He made his way back to his lodgings, where he soon fell asleep. A while later, the Jew arrived, happy and full from a good meal. How is your Seder? he asked. The disgruntled German then told him what had happened. Fool, replied the Jew, if you had waited just a little longer, you would have had a fine meal as I had. So Rabbi Nachman teaches us the same is true. The same is true, friends, Hevre, when we want to come close to Hashem. After all the effort to begin, we are given a little bitterness. All of us, there's no one who's spared bitterness in life. This bitterness is needed, as Rav Cook teaches, to purify, to refine the body, depending what we do with it. It can bring us to such a better place if we make the choice that we need to make in order to actualize that. But we might think that this bitterness is all there, that, that it's all there is to being in relationship with God, that, that that's all there is. So what do we do? It's that knee-jerk reaction. It's that ego behavior. It's that survival instinct in all of us. We run away from it. Nobody likes to suffer. Nobody likes to be embittered by life. So if we're not cultivating a spiritual understanding, a contemplative practice, most of us do what most of us do. We run away from it. And then we wonder, why am I not feeling closer to God? This is a mistake Rabbi Nachman teaches. If we would only wait just a short while, if we would allow ourselves to be refined through the bitterness, through the suffering, then we would experience every joy and delight in the world, in our being close to God, in our encountering the divine within, the hitkavut, the hitkavut, the, the closeness of being in a visceral, palpable relationship with the divine. And part of cultivating this, part of learning to inhabit our deeper selves where the divine is waiting for us to discover her, is to realize I will have moments that, yes, that are bitter, that are filled with suffering. So I invite all of us, I bless all of us. I'm not going to bless all of us to suffer. <laughs> no, and please don't bless me to suffer. That will happen. There will be a lots of maror in our lives. Hopefully, less often than more, rather than more often than less. But I bless you that you see it as a means to an end, as a way of becoming, oddly enough, strangely enough, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but hold on, hold on, because the next part is the meal. The next part is the meal. That's the joy of feeling close with God. Use it for what it was meant for. 
Use it as a tool. Use it as a resource. Don't run away. Don't run away. Thank you so much, Tadaraba, for listening, uh, for being here. And I look so forward to sharing episode 14 with all of you. Be'ezrat Hashem, please God, with all of you tomorrow. Tada lehitro'ot. Shalom, shalom. Thank you to our Pardes faculty. And a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning. And visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.